The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. We've got so much to get to, friends, but I'm going to start with a very disturbing story. Uh, that uh, is coming to our schools and one that I'm afraid will become more uh, problematic and probably more common in the days to come if we don't take some decisive actions. Uh, Coming up right now. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back. Kevin McCullough, thrilled to have you with us. And I am very excited to have back my next guest. She joined us just a few weeks ago telling her story of how she got into uh, counterterrorism and uh, other work with the FBI uh, as a kind of side effect of 9-11 and what happened to our country and what happened in her own heart at that point in time. She went from Wall Street to uh, the FBI. Very, very interesting story. Go back and get the podcast if you missed it. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome former FBI agent, field agent, Nicole Parker. Hello, Nicole. Hello. How are you? I'm well. So we there's so much to talk about, and we've got a lot of concerns that I want to deal with, and I want to kind of peel them off one at a time. You you dealt a lot with um, the immigration issue. You dealt with counterterrorism stuff. You 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 ran stings in the field. You were a, a field agent. You you've seen all of the best and the worst of the FBI. You're no longer there because of some of the uh, corruption that you felt like was tainting the work. We covered all of this in your last visit, and I'm very thankful that you're you're speaking up and speaking out. But I'm curious when you see the headlines of Hamas penetrating borders and killing 1400 people. Now remember Israel's basically New Jersey and you know the US is the US and they killed about half the number that Al Qaeda killed on 9/11 in one day uh there. Uh they still have hostages that we don't know where they are and haven't been released. We hope that they will all be returned alive, but we have no guarantee of that. As a former agent, what you're watching, what is your reaction to what you're seeing play out on your TV screen right now? Well, Kevin, um, I'm I'm crushed. I'm crushed. To see what Israel has endured is awful. Um, these are barbaric savages. Hamas has no respect for human life. You know, we're used to seeing terrorists, sadly. I saw the effects of you know, what occurred on 9-11 in New York City. And to hear the awful stories of what they have done to those in Israel is just, it's incomprehensible, it's inhumane, and it is despicable. And I stand with Israel. I will always stand with Israel. We're being a little bit um, censor, self-censoring here in being polite. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna peel the curtain back a little bit. But one of the things that um, Brooke Goldstein had posted from the Lawfare Project on her Instagram account was that video that has gone around where the Hamas uh, terrorists were were basically skinning the belly of a pregnant woman, and you could see the baby through the membrane. And this was before they, like, they kept them alive as long as they could before they killed them. 
that to me is like next level incomprehensible evil that I've never seen before. And I didn't want to watch that, but I thought this is what they are doing and no one is saying how bad it is. I think it's important for people to be aware. I don't want people to see darkness and trauma and evil, but at the same time, you cannot put your head in the sand and ignore what's occurring because you have to take a stand. You have to decide where do I stand on this issue? And when you see how, like I said, evil and disgusting and inhumane and barbaric this is, I think you know that the answer is clear. It, it, you cannot side with the terrorists. Terrorists cannot win and they must be eliminated. From the standpoint of even the protection of Gaza citizens that are non-Hamas, and we know that they basically hold the population captive. Uh, they put the weapons in the schools. They put them in the hospitals. They they launch the missiles from places where they know civilians are living. Um, how would you judge Israel's response thus far? I mean, they even dropped pamphlets before they uh, destroyed a few of the buildings early on in their response. But it seems to me that even Gazans' lives will be made better when Hamas is eliminated. But I'm not the trained agent here. Look, I mean, this is a complex situation. I'm not going to say that I know the answers to everything, but I do know that they are trying to give as much notice as they can to the civilians who are, it is not their fault. There are people that are innocent bystanders to this. It is not their fault. And sadly, tragically, when evil steps in and do, does what they have done, Israel has to fight back. They have to defend themselves. And so I think that they are trying to help as many people get out as they possibly can because no one wants innocent civilians to, to die and to suffer because of it. But at the same time, Israel has to take a stand and they have to defend and themselves. And you've worked undercover, so you know how difficult it is to root out guys that are hiding in plain sight. Like, they just well, again, like and I, I'm not. I'm not saying things. I mean, I'm not going to say things that I've done or haven't done. But I'm just saying. I think it's very clear right now that it's it's becoming difficult to decipher who is Hamas, who is not Hamas. You know, it's 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 complex. It's very complex. And and the holding of these hostages. I mean, that's something that there's a reason when you're a hostage taker, there's a reason that you hold hostages and they know that they are using these individuals as a bargaining chip. And they, when they released those two American hostages last week, that wasn't a coincidence, the timing. If you recall, the timing was less than 24 hours after the president of the United States came out and said, we stand up with Israel. Right. Now you notice that they released two American hostages. They didn't release two Israeli well, hostages. Well, I don't think Hamas wants to be stuck with American blood on their like they, well, they're, and, they're gonna that, get enough. That right, that, but I think it's also important to realize they're trying to change the narrative here. Hey, look, we're releasing hostages. What are you gonna come in on, on a ground fight on us now and we're in the midst of releasing hostages? Because if you don't, if you come and attack us, you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna end up it, it, it's a whole way of shifting the narrative into, look, we're, we're trying to cooperate with you. Look, we're releasing hostages. These are American hostages. They want people to, they don't want to look as bad on the world stage as they do right now. And look, if we just kind of trickle out a few hostages at a time, it can shift the narrative into, again, creating it so that the 
Israelis are the bad people for defending themselves. The and that's exactly problem, what they want to do. The real problem for everyone in the region is really Iran because they give Hamas the money to do what they do. They give them the missiles. They give them the, the resources. Um, Iran hates Israel. Iran hates the United States. Um, Iran wants to be rich and have nukes. Uh, I don't think they can be trusted. Um, but this is a much bigger issue than just the, you know, goat herders from Gaza. Like, I just don't think that the um, the the terrorists that aren't that smart, that will just do what they're told and go perform all this evil stuff. I don't think they're the, the real big problem on the stage. And that's what I want to get into next, because um, it's one thing to watch all of this happen there, but it is coming here. And I am concerned about what uh, is coming across our border and what is happening on our college campuses and in our biggest cities. We're speaking with former FBI agent Nicole Parker, who is uh, with us, and we are coming right back. Uh, stay here. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. 
Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, welcoming back Nicole Parker, former FBI agent who you see on TV and here on radio and um, lots of different shows. Um, she has spoken out recently about why she left the FBI, but her story of becoming an FBI agent to me was personally inspiring and i'm grateful that she's a patriot and someone who loves her country and wants it to be kept safe and nicole that brings us to this part of the conversation almost immediately in fact uh mayor eric adams who i don't agree with on much of anything uh, here in new york city uh, i agreed strongly with his very strong statement of denunciation of hamas support for israel and said that um really the despicable people were the people in his own city who celebrated as the attacks were happening and we saw this all over the place there were uh communities that said yay what hamas has done is great and israel finally got what it deserves and they went out and had parades and gatherings and now they've had protests in brooklyn this last week there was an enormous protest put on by the people not one mention of israeli um, of the attack against the Israelis or the atrocities committed against the Israelis, only uh, demanding that Israel stop its retaliation. And this is this is catching fire on college campus after college campus now, which I think is is polluting the discussion even further. We don't know who's funding these demonstrations. We don't know really, um, you know, much about the people behind them. But I am concerned that there is this kind of abject ignoring of this rancid anti-semitic evil that they won't even acknowledge rashida Tlaib wouldn't even 
uh, respond to the question about beheaded Israeli babies when she was cornered by a reporter headed to her office. She 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 repeated the lie that the hospital was blown up by Israel and not by an errant missile that had been shot out of Gaza. Um, these are the kinds of tricks that they are working to try to change that narrative that you mentioned in the first segment. Plus, we have, what, two million people that have come across our southern border that got away. We don't know anything about them. And we have another six million that are here, but we don't really know that much about them. Nicole, are we in danger right now? Um, I think <laughs> I think we are. Um, I want to be hopeful and I want to hope for the best for our nation and especially here on our own U.S. soil. But I am absolutely concerned. I think all Americans are concerned. I think that to have an open southern border uh, is, is dangerous. I think special interest aliens that are coming across from these countries that we don't know who they are. And it's very difficult to stop a threat when you don't know what the threat is because you don't know who you have allowed into your nation. As a former law enforcement officer, you're always trying to combat and fight evil and to stop you know, those that are hurting others. It's an uphill battle when you're not just fighting those that are causing evil, you're actually inviting it, openly inviting it into our country. And again, I'm not saying every person that's crossed the southern border in the United States is a terrorist. I'm absolutely not saying that, but it is a fact that no, there but have if been you have 146 on, of them mixed in. Right, there have been people time. on right, there have been people on the terrorist watch list that have been stopped at the border. And there are a lot of gotaways, like you said, who have never been stopped. We don't know who they are. Why are all these individuals coming from Mexico? They're not all from the Mexico, that region. They're people coming from all over the world that are using that border as a way to come in with no resist, with no resistance. And that is, that is, that is dangerous. That is a threat to the American people. And you don't know what could be happening in our country right now because we are unable to track who has entered. That is dangerous. We have a seeming nexus between uh, Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea at the present time. And Iran is funding the Hamas war. Uh, Russia is funding its war against Ukraine. Um, it seems like we're on tinderhooks. And I don't, I don't, I just don't think it would take um, the world by that big of a surprise if somebody that had been able to access our country illegally in the last three years uh, and maybe put a network together to carry out attacks here on the on the homeland. Um, what are your well, thoughts about that? In, 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 in continuation with that, look, I, I witnessed the terrorist attacks on September 11th of 2001. And guess what? We didn't have an open border back then like we do now. And we still had people inside of our country that were going to flight school here in Hollywood, Florida, that were uh, ended up flying airplanes into the World Trade Center. So it doesn't even necessarily take an open border. What I'm saying is it exponentially makes it substantially worse and a higher threat and a higher danger that you have that in addition to existing threats that already existed here. I think a lot of our country has shifted heavily in the last several years to a position of seeing domestic terrorism as the number one threat facing our country, because that's what you've heard over and over and over. That's what's been in the public. That's what you've heard. I can tell you, I sure hope that the Bureau is all hands on deck with what's happening now with foreign terrorist organizations that may have appeared to be dormant for a substantial period of time. Maybe you didn't hear about them in the news like you have other things, but I can tell you terrorists don't sleep. They don't rest. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean that it's not going on behind the scenes. So you have to be aware and alert at all times. As a former agent, I can tell you that the FBI, 
does have a strong, that is their number one priority is to protect the United States from a terrorist attack. Of all the investigations, everything that they do, that is the FBI's number one priority is to prevent another September 11th of 2001 from occurring here ever again. And I sure hope that the resources are now being heavily focused on foreign terrorist groups as they have been on domestic terrorist groups, as you've seen in the last several years, because I can tell you there are people that hate this country and they would love nothing more than to attack us. And so all hands on deck, tips are coming in very, you know, Christopher Ray, the FBI director has been out there saying, yeah, the tips have, have gone out the roof as far as potential threats in the United States. They have to sift through every single one. Every single one has to be addressed. You don't know which one could be the tip that might lead to something dangerous. And guess what? There may be a tip that never comes in and you have these lone offenders that are using this as an opportunity. They're thinking, you know what? This is my moment to shine. I can get on the world stage and I can do something very dangerous and, and harmful and, and, and hurt people. This is a very difficult time and we have to be alert and aware. Those of us here on US soil, we have to watch our backs. You've gotta be vigilant. I know that they're amping up law enforcement presence in front of synagogues, in front of mosques, all different sorts of religious affiliations are targets. And it could happen here on our own. Look, after what I saw September 11th of 2001, I realized anything is possible. And it was awful and it was tragic, but it taught me to never underestimate evil. But at the same time, Kevin, never underestimate good either. There are good people there. Out, We, we are united. We love this country. We love our allies. And we will stand up for what is right. And yeah. just don't get so overwhelmed with negativity. I always want to give, I want to be real. But you know what? There's always hope and there's also always light. So pick what side you're going to be on. I hope you choose light, choose goodness. But there is a little, there's a battle between good and evil going on in our world. And we all need to be aware. We need to be vigilant and we need to be making a difference in our communities where we can. That's so well said. Uh, Nicole Parker, thank you for your time. Thanks for being with us. Pleasure. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. The studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes after death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time i'm older and i have more energy just like all the commercials that i see on tv so it really is a help uh, to my well-being i'm 80 years old i clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours and then i clean 300 steps and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80 year old that's a lot to do and I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money back guarantee. 
Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of b12 vitamin c vitamin d and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive that's bcboost.com bcboost.com moderating confusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough there are many aspects and strategies to how we begin to fix the the problems that our nation faces and in recent uh, years obviously the problems have multiplied and the solutions seem to be more elusive or are they a couple of weeks ago i began to talk on almost a daily basis about the energy strategy and why it is so vital to fixing not just our own energy costs in the country, 
but really lending to a global security situation. Um, my theory is that if American energy is produced in greater abundance, we drive down the price of that famous barrel of oil. And when you do that, you make paupers of people like Putin and the mullahs in Iran. Thence, hence, they can't give money to Hamas to launch wars into Israel, and Putin can't launch wars into Ukraine. It's just a simple strategy, but I think it's one that is effective. I want to know what my next guest thinks. He's the CEO of the KLR Group, and he's the founder and chief of that partnership. He co-founded them in the spring of 2012. Edward Kavalik is his name. Edward, welcome. It's good to have you. Great to be here today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Um my my listeners care about their pocketbooks, obviously, and when we're paying three, four, five dollars a gallon on the East Coast, I just returned from a West Coast trip, seeing family and attending a wedding out there. It was six, seven, eight dollars a gallon in the Pismo Beach, California area. When 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 they are getting hit on that level without the comparable rise in salary as they've had for the last three years, there's a there's a domestic pinch that the energy shortage makes us feel. But I contend that this impacts a much wider swath of American life, including our security and including our ability to make bad guys be good in other parts of the country. And I'm curious, as you are the founder and managing partner of this group and someone who's heavily invested in gas and oil, um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I think that politicians have really had a bipolar relationship with oil for a long time uh, before uh, we really experienced modern-day inflation at, at the kind of levels that we're experiencing today. If you recall, you know, the White House was really uh, pushing a higher oil price agenda as really a method to uh, create demand destruction uh, in line with their goal to electrify everything, beginning with automobiles. And so, you know, that was, I think, the original strategy. it was strategy. on day one. I mean, he, he destroyed Keystone the second that he that he got there and said, okay, we're done with that. And that was exactly right. Exactly. And so we can have a whole argument about whether or not any kind of policy can really uh, destruct demand. I, I'm of the belief that it can't, but as soon as inflation began taking its toll and it became clear that uh, high, oil, high oil prices were bad for re-election uh, re campaigns, I think, you know, that's when you started to see the draining of the SPR which tried to take oil prices in the other direction, obviously cozying up to Venezuela, cozying up to Iran, uh, was also uh, an effort to accomplish the same. And so I think today, you know, uh, policymakers... Well, he got shut down by the Saudis. So the Saudis didn't help, and he had to turn to these, you know, more bad actors that don't have our interest uh, at, at heart for sure. And he's running out of options. Like if it's yeah. not enough for us to buy everywhere else. So again, the lens comes back and this is not partisan. I'm, I'm not talking about a partisan uh, situation here. I'm talking about what's common sense. The lens comes back to we're sitting in North America on the biggest shelf of energy, particularly liquid natural gas and, and uh, deeper oil reserves than we've ever realized before. What do we got to do to make that energy work for us? Yeah, that's absolutely true. We are blessed with one of the world's greatest, most prolific reserves of oil and gas. And that's frankly why we've started another company called Prairie Operating Company now to exploit that. I think the industry has gone through uh, a lot of troubles over the years historically because of a lot of leverage and volatility 
those two things don't really go great together. Uh, and so the industry has become a lot more disciplined and, you know, isn't really focused on growth so much as stabilized production. But the truth is, is that our break-even prices for making oil and gas in this country are very low. Now, we can make money at, you know, pretty stable oil prices. We don't need $100 oil price to make money. We don't need $120 oil prices to make money. So, you know, I think that there's... Uh, clearly a concerted vision towards increasing production now. It's becoming more cachet. You're starting to see the big corporate consolidations. Obviously, Exxon and Chevron are leading the way uh, with huge deals back-to-back, week-to-week. So, you know, I think I think something is afoot. The game is afoot, as they say. Uh, and I think, to your point, you'll start to see more of a ramp in production in the U.S. than than many probably have anticipated. He's Eddie Kovalik, uh, head of the KLR Group and Prairie um, uh, Energy. We're going to talk more with him just a minute after this break. Uh, come right back. It's the Money Monday. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. 
Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. Let me let me shift away from the big picture and narrow down on you for a little bit. You, you mentioned Prairie. Um, what's your background? What's Prairie all about? Um, and why did why did you f- formulate it? Sure. So I come from a uh, investment banking finance background and also private equity and, and energy. And, you know, we formed Prairie this year really uh, because we saw an untapped uh, market opportunity to consolidate down market from where you're seeing these big deals print. And when I say down market, I mean way down market. So, you know, we're looking at deals that are, you know, in the $100 million range, $50 million range. Uh, we think that there's really a lack of a bid in the market for great assets, uh, largely because this industry has been so demonized over the years, uh, re- driven by ESG, driven by other factors, that uh, the capital has left the building. You know, private equity capital has drawn down, you know, 60% from where it was five years ago in terms of available capital. Uh, the public investing community has pulled away from the industry. Uh, pretty astonishingly, even though EMPs uh, have outperformed the broader market in the last several years, really in a post-pandemic recovery phase, uh, we're still, as a peer group, trading at a historically low multiple. So there's still a lot of upside uh, and opportunity to acquire, build, and develop assets, and that's what Prairie is focused on doing. Is that true? Even though the administration has put a chokehold on leases and you know the availability of uh, at least public lands to uh, take a look at some of this stuff. I think there's enough inventory on private fee lands to really take advantage of uh, the market opportunity. I certainly think if the feds would apply a more commercial policy to federal land, 
uh, across the U.S., the continental U.S., I think you'd see more growth in the industry for sure. Well, then the then, then the question comes from the naysayers at that point: um, Can you do it cleanly? What's your answer, Ed? Well, I would I would really vouch that we can create the cleanest barrel of oil in this country as compared to anywhere else in the country. And if we all live on one planet, which I don't think anyone's arguing at this point, then I think we all share one climate. And I think it's in everyone's best interest to produce each incremental barrel of oil made as cleanly as possible. You could and not have earned a bigger fan in me by saying that exactly the way you said it. You're you're saying confidently that we can produce the cleanest barrel of oil on the planet. I've never understood this. And, and this is going to sound more political than it needs to be, but it's not my fault. Um Everybody that has pushed this theory of destroy the American uh, energy production industry so that we can then go buy it from China, Russia, Tehran, wherever else that uh, may be pumping it out. They don't have any of those uh, standards on on their production capacity. And we're buying and encouraging the production of dirtier energy through buying their markets than we would be. (laughs) If we just did it ourselves. So even the people that are arguing we want a cleaner planet, well, the solution to that is American energy, not foreign energy. Am I wrong? You're absolutely right. I think if anybody saw a barrel of oil being made in Basra or in uh, Venezuela, uh, they wouldn't need any convincing because they don't have any emissions policies. They don't have any cleanup policies uh at all really in place and so you know our industry has really been extremely innovative extremely environmentally sensitive to uh how we operate and you know we're really gaining every year in terms of new technologies and new processes and procedures and so you know even the ability to electrify rigs and operations rather than burning diesel for example uh, is, you know, a huge upside to how we, how we make oil and gas in this country. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the idea that we should shut down our industry for ESG purposes, just to have greater incremental production around the world. That's much, much dirtier, including Russian production, which is the dirtiest probably, uh, is, is really a crazy idea. So let me ask about, let me shift gears to natural gas for a second. Um, I was actually on another uh, show this last week and a caller called in and said, Kev, you may not know this, but um, there's enough natural gas sitting under Texas that if they wanted to, they could give every Texan free energy for the rest of their life and still have some left over based on the reserves that they have. Liquid natural gas is also turning out to be much cleaner than traditional oil, gasoline as well. It's not as clean as nuclear, but nothing's going to be as clean as nuclear. Um, how big of a picture does does the gas uh, you know element play in your strategy going forward? Well, currently we're oil weighted in terms of our assets, which is not to say we wouldn't be interested in you know, really acquiring gas assets in the future as well. Uh, I think gas is a trickier commodity only because it's driven by different market forces. Right. You kind of uh, called it out, you know, in terms of LNG and the export market. Uh, but gas is really a huge transition fuel for the rest of the world. 
who's looking to really come out of energy poverty where they don't have anything. They don't have refrigeration. They don't have air conditioning. All the things that we think are really luxuries are really basics to life that much of the world doesn't currently have. And LNG is really a path out of that extreme level of poverty and darkness into a more commercial life. So, you know, we think we've got a, I think we're really the Saudi Arabia of gas in this country. (laughs) We've got tremendous reserves, but there again, bringing it all the way back to policy where we started, I think the government has been extremely um, ill-sided in terms of uh, pipeline uh, permitting and other things that have really stifled our ability to, you know, connect up different gas producing regions of the country with where we're going to export that well, they've gas. They've certainly been LNG. very hostile towards people like you who want to run a clean uh, energy operation and supply American consumers with with more of our own stuff. I mean, I I don't. I don't think you guys are the bad guys. I think you guys are the heroes and we just need to have more of you. But uh, Ed Kavalik, thank you for all that you're doing. If people want to know more about Prairie, if they want to know more about your work, where do you send people? Uh, they can check us out at our website, www.prairieopco.com or check us out online. Uh, we're currently trading under ticker CRKRD. Ed Kavalik, uh, CEO of the KLR Group and the Prairie uh, Oil and Gas Company as well. It's Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. 
So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough final few minutes with you the fifth circuit court of appeals um has sent a message to the administration and it looks like this second federal court doesn't support the idea that homeland security's um Ability to operate includes the idea of America's cognitive infrastructure. In a unanimous ruling yesterday, the Fifth Circuit expanded bars on the Biden administration's Big Brother censorship activities, blocking the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency from speech policing communication with the private sector media platforms. This is a big win for free speech because. They were saying that there's this uh, phrase. I'd never even heard of it before. I had to look it up. Cognitive infrastructure. But that's the that's the term that they're using for why Homeland Security should be allowed to monitor, snoop on and censor. The communications of the um, of, of private citizens. Katie Pavlich over at Town Hall said the lawsuit against the Biden administration was originally filed by former Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who is now a Republican senator. When the Biden administration was ordered to stop contacting social media companies earlier this year, the White House disagreed with the opinion and argued it was necessary for the federal government to censor speech online. In July, the judge on the case called the administration's behavior the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history. Attorney General Andrew Bailey said, we've just obtained an injunction against SISA, an agency within the Department of Homeland Security that blocks them from violating First Amendment rights for millions of Americans. The order was also applied to the White House, Surgeon General, CDC, and FBI. This is a great day for free speech because those that were trying to take free speech away were knocked down a peg or two. One last real quick story today. L.A. School District next next week wants to celebrate National Coming Out Day all of next week. So instead of having just a National Coming Out Day, they want to have a National Coming Out Week. And this, when only 47% of students in Los Angeles, uh, no, in the country, meet English language standards in L.A., they're 33% meeting the math standards. So you've only got one out of every three kids that are passing math and one out of every two that are passing English. But what L.A. School District, L.A. Unified wants to concentrate on is how many kids it can have celebrate coming out next week. Why why are they celebrating that at all? What difference does it make to the school 
what importance is it of it to the families? Let the families deal with their issues as it relates to what they believe about sexual behavior and religion. And coming out is an issue that deals with religion and sexual norms in families. Let families deal with that. It's none of the school's business. Teach them to add, teach them to speak. Let everything else be dealt with by the people closest to them. Kevin McCullough, so glad to have you with us. We will see you next time. Thank you.